What's going on guys? Philosopher here. We are back. It is 2019. So thank you guys so much for joining me. This is FGC Philosophy. Bigger, badder, better than before, than 2018. So that's what this episode is all about. Just in case you guys don't know, just in case you're new to this channel, my name is a Philosopher. I go by Tavian Napier in the real world. I'm an esports coordinator for Western Michigan University, but I'm also a performance coach for competitive gamers as well. So I really try to hone in on how to help players level up inside and outside the virtual arena. Help you learn to get better as a player, but also help you learn to get better as a person in general. That is my mission, that is my message, and that's what I'm going to do today by talking about last year, talking about what happened last year, my accomplishments, uh, my, my failures, and anything else that I have, may have learned from 2018 and how to utilize that into planning my goals for this year, 2019, so that this year can be the best year that it can possibly be. Definitely 2018 was a really good year for me. It probably was one of my best financially, uh, best business-wise. So I hope to continue that trend. I hope to keep getting better, to keep evolving, and I want you guys to come along for the ride so that you guys can keep leveling up. I figure, even from a selfish point of view, if I keep leveling up and I keep helping other people level up, the people that are around me, when you surround yourself with people that are, are trying to get better, that are doing better and constantly growing, you're going to get better as a byproduct. So if I keep helping you guys get better, then as a result, I'm going to get better because you guys start giving me better feedback. You guys start giving me better advice and the conversations are more enriching. So I hope to continue doing that with you guys. So that said, let's get right into it. The first point that I really want to hit is, is why, why is this even important? Why am I bothering to do this? And why am I still holding a fight stick in my hands? <laughs> I'm going to put that away. Anywho, why, why is this important? So the first kind of stereotypical thing is you get to learn from your mistakes or mistakes. Uh, something I learned from a lot of person development, a lot of coaching school is there are no such thing as mistakes. There are learning opportunities. That's the phrase that we learn. And I definitely do believe that. And I think it's really hard to remember that, especially if you're in a competitive gaming, because mistakes happen like every two seconds and every mistake that you make causes you a depleted health bar or losing your team or getting a goal scored or something like that. So it, it seems like everything that that happens is a mistake, but those are really learning opportunities. And it's really important for me to remember that. And I think it's really important for everyone else to remember that, too, because we really like to harp on mistakes. And the people who are like me, who are perfectionists, who are very hard on themselves, tend to really hone in on the mistakes that they've made and, and don't give themselves the benefit of the doubt of turning that into something that they can learn from. So I think just having, I think this time of year is just a really beneficial thing because everyone's already doing it. Everyone, you know, a majority of people are in that mindset already. Businesses kind of work on this way as well. They have the quarters. So I think it's just logically the way the society works now, it's a good time to really evaluate um, performance over a long span of time and then also evaluating how that is towards where you want to be. I think that's is super important. And you don't, you don't want to repeat these, these mistakes that you've made. You know, I'm going to use the term anyways because we're familiar with it. But you don't want to repeat these same things that you're doing. You want to stop doing them just like how I was jump anti-airing with medium kick with Kage instead of doing my jumping medium punch, which I can juggle into or cancel out of into a Tatsu. So there's multiple reasons for me to do that, but I just have some bad habits ingrained into me and I need to learn from them and, and grow from them as well. And then that said, kind of in the same result, you get to improve from what you've learned. That's really important. And then you also get to focus your efforts in a productive way. So everything that has happened, everything that has transpired, the pain, the good, everything that has happened, you turn that into something for the future. 
so that, that's why I think it's important. I feel like there's more reasons, but I think that's enough to really help you guys understand the, the importance of just goal setting um, and not just goal setting, but also reviewing as well. Because you can't just keep moving forward without looking in the rearview mirrors. You have to make sure you understand where you were versus where you want to go. Because you can get to your goal, but if you're just like never looking back and not really reviewing, you could realize that you probably could have taken a few shortcuts along the way. But because you're just like a bull in a china shop just going straight forward all the time, you, you don't ever look at maybe some shortcuts or, you know, and I hate to use that word shortcut, but more efficient paths. You're taking this long winding road when there's already a road paved straight there. So it's really important to look back and reflect. So I just want to get into my goals. I want to share some of the goals that I have. And, and uh, some of them might be more vague just because I don't want to share the specifics of them. But I also want to just talk about the importance of, of that goal and maybe how you guys might have a goal similar to that and how to really define that. Uh, one of the important things um, before I get into my, my future goals is I want to talk about all the accomplishments that I've made. I don't have all of them. I just have some of the major ones that I could think of when I was sitting down. I feel like there's a whole bunch that happened in my life that, uh, a lot of it had something to do with me. You know, I definitely had help and support along the way, but anyways, let's just jump into my, my accomplishments. Uh, most relevant to this, uh, I think are two things. And I think I have this, I'm pretty sure that these both happened in 2018. So, the first one was hitting a thousand subscribers. That was a goal that I had um, that felt really unrealistic when I first started this YouTube channel. Uh, and, you know, obviously you're watching this on Twitch or you're listening to this on some sort of podcasting app. But um, I started off on YouTube and I, I just remember trying to get like 10 subscribers, let alone one, and just feeling, feeling how impossible everything seemed. And I remember getting like 75 and I actually started working with another YouTube channel to do their podcast before I ever started my own because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I learned so much and watched that channel grow and learned all these skills and met these friends who were also into making content. And I finally figured out what I wanted to do to some extent, you know, and, and I started it. And seeing my channel grow from like doing Let's Plays and stuff like that originally to actually having a podcast, doing interviews and seeing people like give me feedback and getting views, I thought that was really amazing. And that, that's just a huge goal for me. And, and it, mel it meant so much because I broke that goal into smaller goals. And that was really important for me because a thousand felt really impossible at the time. And uh, now it, it seems like a small goal. <laughs> it's really weird how that works because I, don't, I have bigger goals. You know, I have like 10,000, I have a million. And even a thousand was a milestone, toward, a milestone towards getting uh, a million or half a million subscribers. And I think that being able to just stop and reflect and think about how I felt when I hit that thousand subscribers, let alone how I felt when I didn't have any subscribers, it's really important to, to understand that that sense of impossibility isn't real. It's an illusion. The, the, the term impossible or the feeling of, of impossible oftentimes is more of a feeling than an actual reality. And I think it's really important um, along the way to, to really hone in on that. One of the other goals that I had that it didn't work out the way I thought it would, but it's still, I, I still made it happen, which was, uh, my actually a really a big one, but a small one is, is winning a fighting game tournament. I won two tournaments. I won a tournament in street fighter five and I won one in dragon ball. Uh, it was like the same tournament, 
So I consider it one tournament, but it was two different games. So that was a really big accomplishment for me that uh, I hit that kind of motivated me for a while and I kind of fell off after life happened and, and having a baby and everything or pregnancy. But um, yeah, the, the other job, the other thing is my job. Um, like I said before, I'm the esports coordinator for Western Michigan University. I'm having a job in a field that I, I love. It's very fascinating and I get to use all the skills that I've learned over the years and it's, it's not the same thing every single day. It's something that I feel like my particular skill set can excel in. It's not easy. Um, it's not always hard either, but I, I love it and I'm obsessed with it. And it's great because I feel like I have a dream job. I can work towards something all the time. And I made that happen because I spent countless hours after my nine to five, uh, just working on my own stuff. You know, all my other coworkers were just saying things like this were impossible. Why are you going to coaching school? Why are you doing the YouTube thing? Uh, and uh, a lot of them just wanted to complain about their jobs, but never do anything about it at home. You know, and it's like, what are you doing at home? It's like, oh, I never have time for that. I'm like, what do you do? He's like, you watch how many hours of TV? You're on the phone for how long? Like, not to judge these people, but a lot of people around me just didn't seem to think that was a reality. A lot of people liked me because I just had that kind of, I wanted to help other people. And so when you're kind of like that, a lot of times, people are going to like you just because you put other people before you put yourself sometimes. And I think in a work environment, that's important, but also a lot of people are just naturally cynical because life has beaten them down to be that way, which is really unfortunate. But I refuse to make that my reality. I think that if you have a goal, if you have an unrealistic job, I say job, an unrealistic thing that you want to do for a living, something that you like to do, uh, but you might not necessarily see how you can make money off of it in the moment. I would almost promise you in some way it's possible. It might not be how you envisioned and it might change over the years, but I think that it's worth developing your skills and figuring out if you can monetize this in some way, not stressing about the monetization, but just working on your skills, working on what you love doing. If you're doing it for years and you're making no money off of it, then you know, you've probably found your passion. If you like doing it, and it doesn't matter how much money you're making or not making. You're just like, man, I would love to do this for the rest of my life and like screw my main job. Um, that's probably something that you can turn into a career. And I think that's really important to understand because it's like, you know, I, this isn't the end all be all for me. This like, I still have loftier goals um, that I have defined, but it's important to really appreciate the things that, that you have, but also realize that you can do so much more. And I hope to use myself as an analogy as an example so that other people can be inspired to do what they like. That's why I have people on the show like professional players, commentators, tournament organizers, meditation experts. I have these people on the show, not just to talk to them, but to also convey that these people are chasing their passions, whether or not they're making a ton of money off of it and they're enjoying their life, at least to some degree, rather than letting their skills and their contributions just fall to the wayside and, and not let it see the, the light of day. I think it's really a shame that a lot of people have this, this talent, these skills, but they don't get cultivated. They don't get to blossom because a lot of people either fear one thing or another, fear what other people think, fear uh, failure, fear rejection, and they never actually make anything out of it. And I think that's really unfortunate. So yeah, I digress rambling. Uh, some of the other ones, new house, uh, had a lot of help with that. So I'm not going to take the full credit of that, but just having a house of my own, it's a lot of stress, but I, I have a weird sense of pride. And I think that's really important to accomplish. Um, doing a lot of commentary. I got to commentate at YomaCon, at ComboCon. I got to meet, um, Kenny and Kenny from Yo and, uh, uh, oh my God, Yo video games. And then also unruly, uh, no, no, Wooly, Wooly, Wooly. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. What is his name? Is. But I got to meet them. I got to commentate with them. I got to play games with them. Oh, I also won a Gang Beast tournament. I have the trophy 
Uh, <laughs> I kind of want to go grab that, but it, it's off to the side. I have the Gang Beast. I won the Mystery Tournament. It was Gang Beast. That game is sick. By the way, it's on sale, I think, for like 15 bucks, possibly by the time you're watching this. But anyways, yeah, uh, that's really awesome. And then uh, one of the things that's kind of bittersweet because I also hit a – it's – so I have – I guess I'm, I don't like to consider myself to be the, the, the leader of it, but I basically run the Kalamazoo FGC. It, it was started with me and a couple of the people um, over at Glitch Gaming Lounge. And so I, I feel weird saying that I, I, I own it or I'm the leader of it because it's been a collective effort from a lot of people. Uh, but that is something near and dear to me to help start an FGC. It's not huge by any means, but it has a lot of potential and we had a lot of fun. And last Thursday was our last event at that at that old venue and we're moving to a new venue now and it's very bittersweet because i, I love the old venue i'm very excited about the new one uh but it's just it's, when you're starting when you're leaving something new and you're going leaving something old and going to something new it's just a very weird experience and uh, I, I just feel conflicted about it but i've been talking to people and working on expanding it and growing it and uh i'm excited for it and just the fact that we were able to start at fgc in the last year is amazing uh, it's a dream come true. I used to have one in Bitten Harbor that was started by uh, Master Shake and like a few other people. And and so I still feel like that's my OG FGC. But to have one and to facilitate one of my own is really amazing. And I have big plans for it. Uh, so, yeah, those are the major things. I think uh, having a baby and having a significant other um, are two huge things. I don't want to go into too much detail because I don't I like to talk about my private life, but I also don't want to like mention other people's business as well but i'm just i'm very grateful for my son and for my uh, my fiance so i'm super excited for that um so important to also talk about the things that i didn't accomplish and i think it's important for you guys to do the same so i'm just going to jump right into that which are i didn't win any major tournaments uh i had locked i have lofty goals i'm telling you guys uh i really wanted to win a major tournament but i uh, around may i think found out we were uh, pregnant and i think my mindset just shifted and i had some financial issues and a lot of things happened to where i stopped practicing fighting games for a long portion of time and it's no it's not an excuse that's just the circumstances that i was dealt with and so i didn't really uh work as hard in my fighting game area as possible and i actually started commentating more so um not excuses just evaluating like do I still want to win a major? Is that something that I want? And how long do you think I, I should take that? Like how, where should I put that goal? Should I put it two years, one year, six months? Time to reevaluate that and break that goal down a little bit further because I didn't accomplish that goal. Why or why didn't I accomplish that goal? Let's, <laughs> thank you. Let's, uh, let's, let's think about that. Um, and so I'm going to, I'm going to reevaluate that goal. I'm going to think about it and, and see how realistic that is and how much time it's going to take to actually accomplish that. Another one is growing into 2,000 subscribers. Kind of fell into the same category after I hit 1,000. Um, I started the moving process and my my following, my uploading of content slowed down drastically back to like a month per per video for like four or five months. So that one I, I understand and I think it was possible to hit 2,000 or 1,500 subscribers in in the in the the remainder of the year but i stopped being really focused on the analytics and stopped really planning that out and i think that really affected um how my my following started to grow uh, i got really lazy with that one so i i think that 2000 subs within this year is highly possible i also think 3000 is pretty possible so i'm aiming between the 3000 3500 to 5000 uh number for for 2019 to get a little bit more specific with you guys 
And I think you can strategize those things. The more you learn about goal setting and break them down and understand anything that influences them, the more you can break it down. Because I got very scientific. Like I knew about how many subscribers I was going to make in a month or a week because I just paid attention to the numbers so closely. And I was like, oh, man, this is like really satisfying. It's like playing a video game and understanding the stats and stuff. It's, it's like an RTS or like some sort of uh, like a Sims game or something. Like you put out content, you get to see it grow and you have to do like different sub jobs and stuff. That's that's kind of I see life as a game. Just FYI. I've, I've talked about that a lot. But for those who might be new to my content, I like to gamify life. And I think that a lot of gamers inherently can understand and, and relate to that. So a lot of times I think that video games are like an RPG and and so on and so forth. Uh, so let's see here. Didn't get the diamond and Street Fighter V. That kind of falls into the same category. I definitely think that's realistic, but I have started over with a new character. I want to see how that goes. I think it's possible to get Fong there, and I might still do that now that I have two accounts. I can kind of bounce back and forth, and I think that's a little bit more exciting for me to to have that. Like I think I've put myself in a box when it comes to ranked, and I don't want to play another character because I don't feel like jumping into a high level rank with a character that i'm not familiar with is just not fair to myself but casual matches there's just not enough on the line for me to be excited with it and really be focused i want to play on rank because there's something on the line i'm going to lose points i want that feeling i like that feeling i like to compete because i feel like there's something on the line uh, if i had more money to play with i'd probably do money matches just because i think there's there's something on the line you're going to play at your best i like that feeling i don't really care for the talking smack you know making my opponent feel bad unless they're an absolute asshole i don't really have any desire to do that i i, I will pop off if i feel it but i'm not a person that gets satisfaction from beating my opponent i do get satisfaction from beating people who think that i can't do it if you tell me i can't do something then i i probably will try 10 times as hard as before because you said that i couldn't do something so just fyi on that one um didn't hit diamond a little bit uh, upset and it kind of went a similar goal a lot of this has to do with street fighters i didn't improve as much as i wanted to in fighting games and that's because my goals were way too vague I've been going back and reading Geef's Gym. I've been looking at a lot of tutorials and just trying to understand how they learn fighting games versus how I learn fighting games and what I've been doing and how disciplined have I really been. And I, I haven't been. I, I have to go back and be disciplined. And that's why when you see me playing, I'm like practicing my hit confirms and like trying to understand my spacing. And I want to do the flashy combos, but I, I don't think that's necessary. I've already gotten to super bronze on just like very bare basics i probably can get the silver doing the same thing but along the way i'm going to learn and add more to my repertoire just like how i learned karate just the basics the, the the getting back to the core the structure of a fighting game and building outwards and really making sure that i understand the basics and building on those rather than just learning the fancy stuff and trying to fit my fancy stuff into the basics like it, it shouldn't be that way i shouldn't like learn a crazy combo and then figure out how to work it like that's not that's not how that's not exciting to me. Maybe if it works for you, that's that's totally fine. But for me, I want to like in karate, you learn how to throw your punches, you learn how to throw your kicks, you learn some combinations and how that's utilized within what you already learned. You learn movement and how that correlates to like defense or offense, and like it's just broken down, and then you kind of add on it as you go. So, yeah, th those are the main things that I could think of in the moment for what I did not accomplish. Uh, for now, what I do when I accomplish in 2019, we're going to get to that in just a second. I just need some water. Excuse me. I think we're making good time too. All right, Shingo. Good. Good to hear. Uh, okay. So first goal, <laughs> the Street Fighter players will understand the reference, but becoming a family man, that's something that I definitely want to do and to just get into a little bit more detail. Um, I, I, I find it very important for me to be a part of my son and fiance's lives and different levels of uh, interaction. And I want to be 
uh, not the person that somebody else wants me to be, but I want to be the person that helps my son be the best that he can be. I don't want to have any expectations for him. I just want to help cultivate the skills that he needs, skills like discipline, skills like understanding that he has the possibility to do things that he might feel like he can't do in the moment. I want to help cultivate his mind and make sure he's prepared for the struggles that go ahead because I don't want to make life easy for him. I think if I do, then life is going to get very hard for him very fast. It's going to be a lot harder to cope with. That's that's the whole millennial argument that people always want to talk about and throw at, at people. Uh, if you're my age, I'm a millennial. But a lot of it is just like life can't be too convenient because when you're on your own, there will be struggle unless somehow somebody's always making it easy for you. But if you play any competitive game, then you already understand you can't always make things easy for yourself. If you're always fighting easy bots on whatever game of your choice, do you think you're going to be able to beat a professional? Hell no. So why have that logic with your your kid? I know you want to love them. You want to make them happy. And I definitely will do my best to help them learn and have fun. But I don't think that everything has to be spoon fed to my son. Not that I'm going to like beat the crap out of him or anything crazy like that. It's just he's going to have to learn to do things on his own so that he can do that. And then similarly, I want to be a support system and I want to be a great uh, fiance and or husband. And I don't have to get into specifics of that, but just I, I have ideas in my head. And also that, that involves communication because I don't always know what she wants and she doesn't always know what I want. So it takes a lot of communication. So communication is a really big thing for me and not just assuming. I want to avoid as many assumptions and interpretations as possible and really just be able to understand where she's coming from at any given moment, considering we're going to be sleep deprived for a good while. So it's really important to keep your composure. Just like in a competition, you don't want to tilt when you're raising a child and you're in a, in a relationship, especially when you're sleep deprived, because you're going to have a more sharp bite because you're so tired. You're going to say things you don't mean. Your brain's not working properly. So it's important for me to always be more aware, to breathe, to slow things down and to be her support system because she's gone through a lot more than I had to go through. I didn't have the baby. I didn't have to have a baby. I didn't have to have like all crazy stuff happen. So I want to be there as a support system for her. Uh, teamwork makes a dream work. If you haven't heard that saying, I, I fully believe that my son is going to be saying that. So just, just be aware. I, I say that a lot and I legitimately mean it. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Okay. So I have, um, make a specific amount of money on, on my business. Um, I, I, I made, I feel like I hit that goal last year and like, I want to make money in my field of choice and I'm in my field of choice now. So now that I'm, I'm making more than I had anticipated, which is, I, I'm grateful. I still have a lot of bills, so I don't feel like I'm rich or anything like that because most of my money just goes straight to bills. So I, I want to make sure that I am making at least half as much as of what I'm making now is, is my goal. By the end of the year, I want to be able to be making that much money. So I, I hit a goal. I exceeded a goal. And now I need to reevaluate because I'm apparently worth more than what I thought I was worth. And I have for years, my friends and my fellow coaches have told me I undervalue myself. I, I definitely have undercharged my services as a, as a coach. Uh, a lot of people have told me that. And I've had issues. I have issues with money. I have issues with charging people for things. So... Obviously, somebody wanted to take me from my old job to this new job and and give me more money than I ever make. And I'm super grateful. So I'm trying to um, not just with them, but just as a as a person with skills, I want to be able to monetize myself even more. And I, I'm starting to believe and understand that I am worth as much as I'm, I'm being paid and I can make even more doing other things while still doing that mean job and not really like having any conflict of interest. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't want to share the number with you guys. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and then the main thing is improving specific skills in Street Fighter. I already talked about that one with the other goals. I, I want to get like diamond rank. I want to get master. I think I can hit master within this year unless a new Street Fighter drops. 
I, I think that's possible. Even if I play other fighting games, I think in Street Fighter it's still possible for me to hit uh, that goal. So, and then within outside of that though, my main like content creation, I want to double my following on social media. Like my my YouTube channel, I already talked about that. My podcast, my Twitch channel, I want to get those things going because that allows me to be home with my son a lot more. Like I don't I don't mind the idea of being a stay at home dad. Uh, I think. Like, or, or I guess a work at home dad, I should say, because I want to be able to travel more, but I also want to take him with me. I want to take my fiance with me because we both love to travel. We're hoping our son loves to travel and we want to be able to do these things. And if I have a laptop, I can just do my job from wherever. So I say stay at home or work at home, but I really mean like stay, work on the fly or work on the go kind of dad so that I can take my son with me. We can do all kinds of cool adventures and I can teach him. Like I, I want to be able to show him the pyramids of Egypt, not just have it in a book. So like, I have really, really lofty goals, but I'm execution. Execution will get me there. Practice and discipline. So yeah, um, those are the main things that I want to do. And then uh, mental housekeeping is one of the biggest ones. I, I talked about this a little bit, um, but this is just like how, how to improve my awareness, how to improve my focus. I have ADD. I was diagnosed with ADD when I was 17, my senior year of high school. And I, I denied that like existence for a long time. I thought, ah, you don't understand ADD. You, you're just a psychiatrist. You're a shrink. You don't get it. And as I got older, I got more disciplined and I started meditating more. And I really started to understand, from my point of view, what ADD was. And I understood that I didn't need pills. I, I took medication. I think Adderall or something when I was in high school. But it didn't really affect me the way that it, I felt it should have. And I stopped taking it. Didn't tell my parents. I just stopped taking it. And uh, I got into meditation around 24. And I found that uh, I I was able to think or I was able to not think. And that's a really weird phrase for someone who has ADD. I was able to just sit in silence with no thoughts taking place. And I was able to sit with my thoughts and not participate in them. Because when when you're someone who has like a lot of hyperactive like mind like your mind is just going a million miles an hour uh, a lot of times how i explain it to people is it's like someone changed the channel in my head like my thinking while i'm doing something else but i didn't even know the channel got changed so it's like i'm watching a new program which is like me daydreaming or me thinking about an idea or, or going through a laundry list in my head and i didn't realize that i was doing it until like maybe you know it could be 10 seconds it could be 30 seconds it could be 20 minutes and I'm just sitting there lost in my thoughts. And I don't realize that I'm doing it. And that happened to me a lot in high school, uh, all through grade school. And I really think that like anything that didn't interest me, I just got lost in my head. And that's, you know, for some people, it's a daydream. But for some people, it's like it's compulsive. You don't really feel like you can control it. And as I started meditating, I got more into that. And I really understood that my mind could be silent. And when I started doing that, I was able to think better. I was able to plan better. I was able to perform, like, whether it be sports or video games. Like, my mind was just so efficient. Like, it was a well-oiled machine. And when I don't do that, it's like my mind gets foggy again. I get distracted a lot easier. I can't focus on things as long. I get, you know, bored. And uh, I think that that's something this year I want to get back to. I've been tossed all over the place. I've had, like, two or three jobs that I had last year. And, uh... Now that things, I feel, things may never, never settle down. Things are going to probably always be like some sort of hectic for me. So I think it's really important for me to create a practice that reflects my lifestyle now versus what I want my lifestyle, what I want my lifestyle to be. Uh, because things might always be hectic. But if I'm in a hotel room, I want to be able to still center myself and meditate. If you know I'm at home, I want to still be able to just center myself and be there present for my family. If I'm making content, like I'm doing streaming, I don't want to be 
frustrated the whole time. I want to be having fun and present and making sure that I'm providing content for you guys. So for me, it's really important to keep on focusing on, on mental awareness. Um, I think it's super important. I, I think that uh, I have a podcast about this, I believe, I, I want to say, but maybe not. But uh, I, if I don't, I may have a script for it. And if not, if it's something that you're interested in, I'll, I'll go into more detail about like how to do it and then the exercises that you can do to maintain it because I think that that is a super important way to uh, enjoy life. I, I think it's you're not fully enjoying life if you're just living in a haze. And I've lived in a haze and like a, a sense of depression for like most of my life and up until my mid-20s. So I'm familiar with that. I want to live on the other side of the fence where I have a clear mind and I'm doing that and I'm focused. I have a lot of goals. I have a lot more goals. So I need to be in my A game physically and mentally. And if you believe in it spiritually as well, I'm not religious, but I just have my own like spiritual beliefs. I think everyone should have their own belief, whether it be science or religion or just like uh, metaphysics or whatever you're into. I, I don't know who am I to judge, but that said that in a nutshell is, is what I'm going to be doing this year. Uh, now I want to know, um, I'm going to, I'm going to be on the stream for a little bit later. So like, if you guys want to stay in the, in the chat stream, I can't even read the words now. Basically what I'm saying is let me know what you guys have planned for the future. If you feel like going into depth, let me know about what you did and didn't accomplish in 2018 and what you do want to accomplish in 2019. I understand this. I don't really believe in resolutions per se. I, I believe more in like a plan. So I, I usually do it secretly. Um, I've been more and more open about it over the years, but just like really reevaluating each year and trying to, to plan out the next one so that you can kind of break it down by month by week. And it gets lost sometimes, but if you have that already written down, you can kind of reference it and kind of get back onto some sort of track as long as you don't get too discouraged. So let me know what you guys are working on. If you're watching this on YouTube or on the podcast, make sure you guys follow or subscribe me so that you can get updates whenever I upload a new podcast. My podcast versions are uploaded every Wednesday. Uh, this one might be a little bit late because of the new year, but uh, I also upload the video versions if there is one on Friday. So I try to do Wednesdays for the podcast, Friday for YouTube. That's the, that's the, the schedule I've been doing so far. Twitch streaming, I will eventually get to some sort of regularity, but having guests, I don't always want to do it live. So the solo shows, I've been doing most of those live. That said, thank you guys so much. I appreciate what you're doing. And as always, I will see you guys in the next one.